Hi, I'm Ewan Blakey, Senior Pastor of Oasis Church. I hope this message gives you hope and helps you take your next step on your Christian journey. We'd love to invite you to come and see us in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays or join us live every Sunday on YouTube. For more info, visit our website, oasischurchperth.com. So if you guys have been following along um, in the last three weeks, two weeks, um, we have been looking into the book of 1 John. Um, We've covered the first few chapters and today we're going to skip over to the end to chapter 5 and next week we're going to go back to chapter 4. So today um, we're going to be speaking about the assurance of the witness of the Spirit. So my question to you today is, can we have assurance in our faith? That's a pretty good question. Now, to give you a bit of context, um, when uh, Apostle John was writing this letter, he focused on bringing about truth about who Jesus was. Now, you see, at the time, there was a lot of deconstruction going on of the faith. There were lots of heretical statements being said. And some people had fallen away from the teachings of the apostles and were coming up with their own statements like, Jesus was not the Son of God and he was just a man who died. Now, does this sound familiar to you? Currently, there's a lot of deconstruction going on in, in, in our faith, in Jesus, in society, in our rights, in gender. We live in an age where things are relative, they're tentative, and people are simply looking for the truth. Okay, so let's go to our scripture for today. It's a fairly interesting and complex passage, but follow along. So we're just going to have it up on the screen. It's 1 John 5, 6 to 12. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And this is a spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the spirit, the water and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts his testimony. Whoever does not believe in God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Phew! That was a mouthful, wasn't it? And you know, really, when I read this for the first time, I'm going to be honest, I was like, Jesus, why did you get Pastor Christy to get me to preach on this soon? (laughs) Because I was like, ah. (laughs) Now, before we get deeper into this interesting scripture, I was reminded of a story of when I was a young kid. You see, I come from a large family. I have six brothers, and I am the only girl. And no, I am not a princess. People always ask that. I actually learned how to fight, and I survived. (laughs) I would often get into arguments with my brothers, like kids do. Um, And after many battles, bruises, and scrapes, I realized that when I cried after they hurt me, my dad would come to the rescue, and my brothers would get into big trouble. (laughs) So when I got into an argument with them, you guessed it, I would smack myself. So it made it sound like they were hurting me and then I would cry. I was successful at getting my dad's attention and get my brothers in trouble. However, one day my dad caught on and guess who got into trouble? 
<laughs> now, while I was researching, I actually found out that back in the Old Testament, you needed three witnesses to establish guilt or innocence on criminal charges, and only on this basis could a person be sentenced to death. Now, if I had been born in those times, I would have had no case against my brothers, as there would have certainly been enough witnesses to tell the truth. Now, back to the scripture we read earlier. John was trying to plead a case with three witnesses, giving compelling evidence as to why Jesus was the Christ. Now, in case you missed it, um, they were the spirit, the water, and the blood. Now, we're just going to go a little bit into those now. So number one, the water, and I think I've got a slide for that one. There were two times that Jesus came by water. The first was his natural birth, and the second was when he was baptised. Then there's a scripture up there, and it says, At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Was that me? Jesus' baptism in the River Jordan was of great significance because it showed his identity as the Son of God and he actually birthed um, his public ministry. The submersion um, in water was used throughout Jewish history as a way of cleansing. It also signified an old way of being and a new way of being. Now, who's excited about baptisms today, hey? Yeah. All right, number two, the blood. Now, before Jesus came, John, who was a Jew and all the other disciples for that matter, would ask God for forgiveness through making offerings or sacrifices with animals. Now, this was a normal practice which they would do multiple times in a year. Now, at the Last Supper, Jesus made some really interesting dinner conversation. And uh, we've got the scripture up there, and it says, After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Now, I'm sure some of the disciples were thinking, um, Jesus, this is, this is not your blood. This is wine. And it, and it wasn't until he died on the cross and rose again that perhaps they really, really, really realised that he was the Christ and they understood those statements about him becoming the sacrifice. Now, death and blood kind of go hand in hand sometimes. The whole reason for Jesus being born and becoming a man and having a human experience was so he could become that sacrifice for once and for all. In place of all those animals that they were offering, he became that sacrificial lamb of God. Why? So we could be forgiven for all our sins, our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins, and bring us into eternal life with him. All right, number three. Can you guys say number three? You following along? The spirit. Um, I've got the scripture there. It is a spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. Now, as we read earlier, the Spirit came upon Jesus at his baptism and the Spirit was present through his ministry and at his death. He was a witness. Now, not only that, but the Bible is filled with many, many instances where the Spirit was there pointing to Jesus, the truth. In the Old Testament, the prophets were inspired to speak of the coming of Jesus over a period of 1,400 years. 
There are more than 300 prophecies given by the Holy Spirit that were fulfilled by Jesus. Isn't that cool? By the Spirit's power, Jesus was resurrected from the dead. That's what it says in Romans 8, 11. And it, and it also says, through the Spirit's guidance, the apostles and disciples saw Jesus alive. The Spirit also guided the apostles in their writings about Christ and his, in, in his resurrection. So those are the three witnesses, the water, the blood, and the Spirit. And all of them are coming together saying, yes, this is the Son of God. John is also saying to the reader that the truth of these things does not rest solely on his eyewitness because remember, he was alive at that time and he saw Jesus being baptised and into, you know, when he was crucified and coming back to life again. You see, John had received the Holy Spirit and the Spirit was confirming in his spirit that this was the true Son of God. So this leads me to my one and only point. I'm sure everyone's like, amen, one point. Which we've got, have we got it up on the screen? Can we go to my point? The testimony is within me. I have eternal life. Now, back to that scripture in uh, 1 John 5. It says, he who believes in the Son has a testimony inside of him. And this is a testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. So what does this mean for us who believe in Jesus? Well, I have some good news for you. The same spirit that was present at the baptism in Jesus' ministry and at his death is now with us as believers. Now, how do we know this? Well, when Jesus was with, with his disciples for the, for the very last time, he promised them that he would send a helper, the Holy Spirit. Now, I've got a few scriptures there that support my case. But when the friends came, the spirit of the truth, he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. Isn't that amazing? The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father. So my question to you again, can we have assurance in our faith? Or in other words, can we have certainty in our faith? Yes. Yes, we can. In a day and age where there is so much testing of our faith, so many challenges and so much bad news out there, we have confidence. His spirit is inside of you like he promised, affirming his truth to you. Now, this is a big deal, guys. We can have confidence that he says who he says he is. We can have confidence that we have eternal life with him. Now, this really is a game changer because now we have certainty in our faith that Jesus is the truth and we can now start to see things through that confidence. The Christian life is not, a, is not free of trouble or problems. Not, um, that's not what I'm saying. But when it does, when trouble comes, when you're feeling discouraged, when you get bad news when you're feeling alone, when you're questioning things, we can have confidence that he is there with you. Yes. Now, yesterday, it's confession time. Sarah and I got into a bit of a pickle yesterday with the spa. <laughs> a task that should have taken us about an hour and a bit actually drew out to a few hours. Okay, about eight hours. Hey, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at one point... 
<laughs> at one point, if you were to watch a CCTV, I'm pretty sure you would all have a great laugh. But at one point, I was so desperate. I needed a solution. And I literally shouted, Jesus, I need you to help me right now. And guess what? He did. He helped me. And uh, we were able to stop the leakage and something. <laughs> Isn't Jesus so good? Not only do we get a friend and a helper for life, but we get to have eternal life with him. No matter what we are going through, we can be sure the witness of the Spirit is inside of us. He guides you. He leads you. He comforts you. And he points you to the truth of who Jesus is. Now, friends, can you... We're friends, right? Yeah? Can you guys repeat after me? The testimony is within me. I have eternal life. Let's say it again. The testimony is within me. I have eternal life. Do you believe that today? My prayer is that you do. And if you don't, that's okay. Just ask Jesus to show you. He will show you.